Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Book Journeys Radio. So good to have you here. As always, we are talking about how to write a book that makes a difference. We have a great guest with us today. Mike Parker is the author of Shameless Self-Promotion and Networking for Christian Creatives. But my guess here is going to be that even if you are not a Christian creative, we're going to have a lot of great shameless self-promotion ideas for you for Mike. Mike, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so very much for having me. I am just thrilled to death to be here. Awesome. So I guess let's start off by talking about the book. Tell me about Shameless Self-Promotion. What's it about? Who are you trying to help? Well, Shameless Self-Promotion is exactly what it says. It's all about learning how to promote yourself without shame. Uh, most of the time when you hear the term shameless self-promotion, it's in, used in conjunction with someone who uh, is not afraid to put themselves out there. And most of the time, it's not in the most uh, humble means, if you get my drift. Most of the time, it's uh, you think about someone who is oh, a little bit rude, um, mm. who uses any opportunity that they can to climb onto someone else's coattails to, to get the word out about themselves. Our idea for shameless self-promotion is more the idea of how to toot your own horn without coming off sounding like you're being braggadocious. It's uh, it's a necessary part of the industry. If you're going to be an author or an actor or a speaker or whatever you do in the public eye, you have to get yourself out there. You have to make make yourself known so that people will buy your book or go see your movie or come and see you when you speak. But there's a way to do that. People say all the time, I don't want to sound like a used car salesman. Like I don't want to sound like I'm pimping out my stuff. Absolutely. And that's what the book is all about. It's about how to get the word out there without sounding like you're that used car salesman. It's a, it's a way to do it shamelessly, if that makes sense. All right, give us one of your give us one of your tips. What's one of the ways we can do it shamelessly? Well, one of the ways that you shamelessly self-promote yourself is by helping other people achieve their goals. One of the things that we have found is that uh, an empire to build, but if we do, if we build our own empire by going to war with our neighbors, everybody loses. If we help our neighbors build their empire, everybody wins because they, in turn, will help build ours ours up as well. So our idea basically is to help other people create their networks, create their uh, their empires to build themselves up, and as we do that, we rise along with them. <laughs> that is. So awesome. I love that. So often I hear authors saying to me, um, I really want to get advanced praise for my book from this person or that person, and I've emailed them, and they haven't, you know, they haven't gotten back to me or their publicist hasn't gotten back to me. 
And when I asked them, did you review their book on Amazon? Like, have you posted anything on their Facebook page? And they're like, well, no, I, I want them to do it for me. <laughs> right. Interesting. Right. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. So so many people in our industry uh, have a sense that by helping someone else, you're diminishing yourself. Uh, there, It can be very self-contained. And that's what we're trying to do is encourage people to break out of those kind of shells and help other people. Um, that's really how you build yourself up. And so, and the subtitle or the rest of the title for the book is And Networking for Christian Creatives. So it looks like you're targeting uh, maybe a little bit of a, a subgroup here. How would you describe Christian creatives? I'm guessing they're your ideal reader. Well, they they probably are our ideal reader. Um, The reason that we targeted this particular niche is because both myself, my wife, who is my co-author, and Tori Martin, who is our other co-author, all cut our teeth in the Christian marketplace. We all were um, really generated uh, a lot of our background from that industry. Uh, For myself, I was uh, heavily involved in the Christian music video industry for many, many years um, and then moved into um, writing creatively for the Christian music industry, writing uh, promotional material for Christian artists, um, such as their their bios and press releases and that kind of thing. And then uh, my wife cut her teeth writing plays for the – church plays, uh, sketches, that kind of thing, and then full-length plays, again, primarily for a Christian audience. Tori um, was the creator of the character Wooten Bassett on uh, Adventures in Odyssey uh, and uh, has spoken for years and years uh, in the Christian marketplace. So because we really cut our teeth in that particular marketplace and have a lot of experience dealing with creative people in the Christian industry, uh, we felt like that really was where our expertise lies. Now, the principles that are involved apply to anyone, but for this particular book, when we came out, we we really wanted to kind of niche market it so that we could focus primarily because Tori uh, teaches at a number of Christian conferences, Christian writers conferences, Christian actors conferences, that kind of thing. And we were initially doing the book as a kind of a textbook for him to be able to use in those situations. So there's so many lessons here that I, I want to stop and, uh, and and focus on this because so many authors have an idea, like shameless self-promotion, that could apply to anyone, anyone of any age who lives anywhere, anytime. And one of the things that I really like to encourage them to do is to think about what's a market you could get into that you can make an impact in that you have connections in already. And I love how you leverage this community, and I'm sure these lessons are absolutely relevant to Christian creatives, but you can expand that. You can market out to more people. If somebody reads it and they're not a Christian creative, they're not going to feel left out. But you set yourself up really to be successful within a smaller niche, which I think is the key to publishing success with so many books on the market these days. I agree 100%. I think so many times people, uh, particularly authors, 
I, I don't know how many authors I talk to who I'm going to write the great American novel and it's going to be excessive and I'm going to be the next J.K. Rowling or I'm going to be the next Stephen King or right. you know, pick your author who is a gajillionaire. Most authors aren't. Uh, most authors have to scrap and fight and spit and carry on just to sell 100 books. So if you target your, your niche, if you're if there's a place which you are very, very good at and very connected at, it makes so much more sense to drill into that particular niche and then expand from there rather than scatter shooting broad and then trying to go small, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I think it's scary for people because they're thinking, well, if I make it apply to more people, then more people will buy it. But actually, more people just won't find it is what will happen, or they won't feel like it's for them, so they won't notice it even if they do find it. I think the key is discoverability. You're absolutely right. Hmm. So let's talk about before you wrote this book. Well, actually, let's go back to here. Why did you guys, why a book? Because obviously you've had lots of other successes and you've got irons in the fire. I know you're an actor. Um, you obviously have experience with music videos. You've got a lot of things going on. So why write a book in the first place? Well, writing is my first love. Uh, books are my mm-hmm. first love. When I was a kid, uh, I I fell in love with reading. Um, the Hardy Boys were my friends. <laughs> you know, growing mm-hmm. up, I read I read all of them. I was a huge fan of Mark Twain. I loved Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Uh, I got into Jules Verne and Edgar Allan Poe, and all of those guys just opened up my world. So when I was a a, a very young person. I'm talking elementary school, junior high school. My goal was to to be an author. I wanted to be a And it looks like we have lost Mike. I am hoping he will call right back in. Um Mike Parker, who we're talking to, is the author of Shameless Self-Promotion and Networking for Christian Creatives. Shameless Self-Promotion and Networking for Christian Creatives. The website is uh, it's a little bit tricky here, but we've got wordcraft.net slash shameless-self-promotion. So wordcraft.net slash shameless dash self dash promotion um wordcraft is the uh is the network that he is on is the publishing company that he is published with and shameless self promotion is really about getting your message out telling your story effectively and having the tools to promote your message um without well, what mike says is without shame and so really what we were – oh, Mike has – we've caught you back. Glad you're back, Mike. <laughs> so, I am sorry. Sometimes about, the, <laughs> we drop calls out here. <laughs> I hear you. No problem. So we're talking about the Hardy Boys and your first love of books, which I am totally with you. I was a choose-your-own-adventure girl myself, but I'm down. Yep, yep. Cool. Okay. I, I have no idea where I left off. I just kept talking and went, wow, there's nothing there. Uh, so <laughs> Anyway, yes, my first love was 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 books, and uh, I always wanted to be an author. But the people who were authorities in my life, my parents, my teachers, unfortunately, were pretty much um, of the opinion that nobody makes a living writing books. So 
so you need to go get a real job. And so I did a bunch of other stuff uh, in life. I was a I was a stockbroker at one time. I was a restaurant manager at one time. I was you know I did my time in the army as a as an officer, um, and a number of other things. But eventually, it all came back to writing. So in the midst of all of it, when it came time to write uh, something that would be a little bit more extensive than uh, an article or an artist's bio, writing a book just made sense. Plus the fact that it, it can get into so many hands, and a book takes on a life of its own. So why this book? Why at that point? That's why. Um, we wanted a resource that would be able to reach people that they could take with them uh, electronically or in print format and uh, and be a resource that they could use and uh, hopefully improve their lives. And you had co-authors right from the beginning? We did. Uh, actually, Tori is a very good friend of mine, and my wife obviously is a pretty good friend of mine, too. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After 40 years, uh, I figure I'm going to, you know, I'm, it'd be hard to break in a new one. So, um, yeah. absolutely. It sounds like a plan. Uh, so talk to me about the process and, and two co two co authors as well. Talk to me about the process of co authors. What advice would you give people? What was your process like? Who who did what? How did you split that up? And then what advice would you give to people about working with a co author or two co authors? Well, the way that we did it primarily is we would sit down together and plot out what the book needed to look like. Um, each of us have our own areas of expertise. Tori is. Uh, is probably the most amazing networker I have ever seen in my life. Our, the tagline that we give for Tori is, once you meet Tori, you suddenly have 200 new friends. And it's mm. really true. Uh, he he has an amazing heart for connecting people together to uh, to help both of them. And, uh, and I love that about him. He's just got a great, great heart. Uh, and he's an int- incredibly intelligent man. He knows how to... Um, he, he just has ideas that spout out of the top of his head uh, all the time. I'm and trying so to keep my there, call yeah? from, from dropping here, <laughs> so good. Uh, okay. Paul, yeah, Paula is, is an amazing wordsmith. She's she's written several novels and uh, and has been writing for for much longer than I have, and she's a, a much better writer than I am, quite frankly. Uh, I, on the other hand, am more the business side of, of the the deal. Um, I have a lot of experience actually working with people in other industries. So when we put the whole thing together, basically Paula did the lion's share of the actual writing of the book. And then Tori and I were more resources and providing uh, additional information on on how all of it put together. So that's kind of how the whole co-authoring thing did for us. Advice that I would have for people who are going to be writing uh, as co-authors, is to really delineate at the very beginning whose responsibilities are what. Uh, because when we first kicked around the idea of writing a book together, it's all like, okay, well, everybody will do their own thing. But the problem is when you try to get everybody doing their own thing, you end up stepping on each other's toes. You don't know, well, who's going to actually do the writing, who's, you know, what I thought I was going to write, no, I thought you were going to write, that kind of stuff. So it's it's a good idea to sit down, have a really good long coffee <laughs> time with someone, and find out really whose responsibilities uh, each task belong to, and uh, and once you get that delineated out, everything else pretty much takes care of itself. 
Were there areas where you disagreed on what to include or what not to include or how to approach a certain problem you were addressing? Um, Not really. I think uh, after we had the opportunity to sit down and hash out who was going to do what, um, we knew each other well enough that we were all pretty much on the same page before we ever started putting pen to paper. And I think that's a, that's another key so that there's not a whole lot of surprises going on. Now, I've collaborated on other projects where it wasn't quite so uh, peaceful, <laughs> if we can use that phrase. Uh-huh. Uh, but this one, no, it was an absolute joy to work together. So what was your vision for the book, um, you know, before you started writing or before maybe it was published, what was your vision for how the book would work? Not not for readers so much, because I understand the message, but in your life. Right. Oh, boy. In my life, when we started this whole thing out, one of the things that we discovered um, was that everybody has a story to tell, but most people don't know how to tell that story very well. And it goes back to, it harkens back to the days when I, I used to do a lot of interviews with artists for magazines and and websites and that kind of thing. And uh, I realized that people don't know how to tell their story. They, they hem and they haw. You can hear the ums and the ahs and all of that kind of stuff. And stuff that I do as well. Uh, I just did. <laughs> but... Um, what we would find is that a number of record labels and artist management companies and that kind of thing would would hire Paula and I to come in and actually do media training for their artists so that they would get a feel for what kind of questions are going to be asked. How do they answer those? How do they make it sound better than than uh, what they might otherwise? And we would be able to go through there and explain to them how the process works, how the media perceives you when you speak with them. Uh, how do you dress for an interview? How do you to different audiences? Because the way you're going to speak to a mom's group is different than the way you're going to speak to a youth group. Uh, it just is because uh, every, everybody communicates differently. So at going through that process of training uh, individual artists and how to relate to the media, we determined, uh, we figured that, man, there's a big need out there, not just for um, performing artists, but anybody who's going to be in the public eye to have some information that they can use to uh, publicize themselves. So that was kind of the vision behind it. That was the driving force behind why we wrote the book and what we were looking to do uh, with it. And how close uh, did what happened with the book match your reality? Did you get what you wanted out of writing this book? I think we we absolutely hit the nail on the head for what we wanted the book to be. Uh, what we have provided in the book is um, we taught people how to assemble a press kit. What what are the basics of publicity? How to handle interviews? How to brand themselves? And how to uh, harness the power of networking to increase their own. Uh, publicity, for lack of a better word, um, and to get their own name out there. So I think the way that the book turned out is exactly the way that we wanted it to look. Um, 
I, I'm the very, very great, pleased. By the way, I love the cover. I, we, guys, we had a um, marvelous cover designer. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fantastic. You guys can go to wordcraft.net. Wordcraft.net. Wordcraft is uh, actually the publisher that Mike and his co-authors use. And if you go to wordcraft.net slash shameless-self-promotion or go ahead and, and search on that site, you will be able to see his cover. It's fantastic. So great, yep. great job there. So Thank you. Let's, talk, let's talk about publishing since I mentioned Wordcraft. Um, you used a small independent publisher. You didn't self-publish, but you also didn't go with one of the majors. So how did you find Correct. WordCraft and and tell us about that experience? WordCraft Press is a small independent publishing company that we are associated with. Um, and the, the thing that I love about them is that it is not a big – it's not one of the big publishing houses, <clears throat> excuse me, where you totally get lost in the process. The idea uh, behind WordCrafts is – to be a, a resource and a partner for the author. The uh, the concept that they use is one of the people who actually create the work should should benefit most from the work. Um, I think in the general viewpoint of publishing, if you if you go to a publisher and and they publish your book and put it out, the the trend is that. Advances are almost a thing of the past, particularly for new authors, particularly in a nonfiction realm like we are in, uh, particularly in a niche market <laughs> like we are in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the royalty is going to be somewhere between maybe 10 to 12 percent uh, on the wholesale price of the book. Um, with WordCrafts, the they do a 70-30 split, uh, with 70 percent going to the author as opposed to you know. What you would think of as the thirty, uh, yeah. So uh, that that's kind of a big plus to start off with, and they use uh, print-on-demand technology, which uh, which means you don't have five thousand books sitting in a warehouse someplace hoping to go out, uh, and you also don't have a whole lot of books that are going to be returned, which means that goes against your royalties. Um, mm-hmm. Like most publishing houses today, promotion is primarily on the, the shoulders of the author, um, unless your last name happens to be King or Rowling. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so we kind of figured if we're going to be doing all the work ourselves, we might as well get more of the money ourselves. <laughs> so that oh, was kind of our, our thought process. Yeah. Now, so, were, there, um, were there upfront costs or investments that you needed to make in order to work with them? No, WordCrafts is a is a public is a true publishing company as opposed to a vanity press. So uh they don't charge the authors anything. Um there's no uh there is no charge to the author, period. Uh bottom line is as soon as the first author uh, first copy is, is sold, the uh the author gets better royalty. And uh and they pay on a monthly basis as opposed to a quarterly basis and uh they don't hold anything back. So it it's kind of a win win. Now the the yeah, the big difference is that uh, they are a small company, so they don't have a sales force that's going out pushing the books into bookstores. So the although they are distributed by Ingram, um, which is the largest independent book distribution company in the in the country, so any bookstore in the country can certainly order the book. But the uh, the bulk of the sales come through online. 
uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Tower Books, that kind of thing. Um, and it's available in all ebook formats, so you can get it through, you know, Apple iTunes or Kindle or BN.com or whatever else if you want to download it for uh, onto an ebook format. And so, for you working with an independent publisher, did you feel like you had enough of a say in the design of your book, the title, the various different aspects of the book that the publisher was in in control of? Did you feel like your voice was heard? Uh, absolutely. I think there there were very uh, the editorial process was very collaborative. The uh, the cover process was very collaborative. Um, I know that there have been instances when authors have uh, disagreed <laughs> you know, with some of the choices that were made, but uh, I think they, there, there's always been a very strong uh, pro-author leaning towards WordCraft's press, so they're, they're leaning towards the author more often than they are with anything else. So I, it was a very good process for us. That's fantastic. So we have a couple minutes left, and I really want to ask you about your advice for authors. What are some of the things, and this is interesting because your book is so perfect for most authors, but what are some of the things that you have told authors who really want to write a book but haven't been able to get it out there, haven't been able to get maybe over the obstacle of who am I to write this book, Um, some of the challenges that maybe you faced as an author. Um, what advice would you give You know, that? yeah, the the first advice that I've got to anybody who wants to write a book is write the book. Tell the story. Um, you know, that that's the first thing is who are you to write a book? Well, who are you? Who is anyone to write a book? Who is Stephen King to write a book? He's just another guy who has a story to tell. Everybody has a story to tell. So the idea for me is Tell the story. Just get it down on paper or electronic or whatever method it is that you're using to write with. Tell the story. Everything else can be fixed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's the first thing is just just tell the story. Once you get it written, then you can figure out what to do with it at that point. But nothing's going to happen until the story gets written. I don't know how many people have come to me as an author and said, I've got a really great idea for a book. And the idea is, and I want you to write it. I'm not going to write your book. You write your book. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that that's that's the primary advice that I've got for anyone who wants to write a book. Quite frankly, with self-publishing where it is today, there is no reason if you have a book and you want to get it out there that you cannot get it published. You can. I mean, self-publishing is certainly a, a wide open realm right now, and you know, with places like Kindle and and Amazon and just name them, there's a, a ton of independent publishing companies out there that would love to work with you. So I uh, tell your story, and if it's a if it's a good story, it'll get out there. It will find its own. Love it. That's fantastic advice. Mike Parker is the author, the co-author, I should say, of Shameless Self Promotion and Other Networking for Christian Creatives. Uh, his other co-authors are Paula K. Parker and Tori Martin. Mike, thank you so much for being our guest today. I love your book, and I love your advice. Thank you so very much, and I wish you all the best in your future endeavors.
Fantastic. Well, we will be back next week uh, on Book Journeys Radio, changing the world one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.